Hello out there, my lords and ladies of House Podcast. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never seen the show, if you've never heard the show before, my name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire series, and joining me as always, for one of the last times ever, is Elliot J. O'Neill, the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing over there, bud? Good, and now I've watched all but a single episode of Game of Thrones. Backwards. Yes. <laughs> uh, some people said we would never be able to do it, and we haven't yet. Yeah. Damn, we're close. <laughs> be pretty funny if we just, like, uh, don't feel like it anymore. Yeah, just one episode. <laughs> nah, nah. We always said 70 and done. Yeah, true renegade shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the wrong kind of renegade. That's the kind that hurts. <laughs> we just watched season one, episode two, The King's Road. Uh, Elliot J. Neal, what just happened? On the road again. Everybody's getting on the road again. With their little doggy friends. Yes, uh, for those of you playing at home, this is the one where Joffrey gets slapped and bit. And that's mm. satisfying. And it's one where Dan, Dan Brady learns to fuck. Oh, yeah. Boom. Whatever. What do they do before wah pedals? <laughs> I don't know. Loot isn't a very sexy yeah. instrument. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it had to be back then. Mm, mm. <laughs> maybe it was the oboe or something. Well, what's that dude that um, we've seen a bunch who has like one of those big like quadrilateral shapes that has like a diagonal section and it's a bunch of strings and uh, it's like a harp effectively, but it's yeah. And I learned actually that the way you play it is you're blocking off the strings that you're not wanting to use. It's not yeah. like so you have to listen to the notes they're not playing. <laughs> Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. Dolly Parton played one. Oh, nice. She's actually a, like a ridiculous multi-instrumentalist. I mean, she's had she's been a professional musician for so long. But, yeah, yeah. But no, apparently, like at a two-hour concert, you'll see her play guitar, piano, that weird fucking quadrilateral, mm-hmm. and saxophone. She can play saxophone. Yeah, that's an unexpected one for country music, but cool. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about Dolly Parton for? Uh, Dolly Parton. Well, first of all, it's probably going to be a bit of a shorter one, just because. It's the beginning of the show and being introduced to people we already know. Yeah, uh, but I didn't do the snoozer on this one because no. I... Oh, this was good. This was fucking fantastic. It was, it was very tight, quite frankly. But did you have an MVP, a most valuable part of this episode? Honestly, the episode itself, like, it, it's, it might be up there with my favourite episodes, mm. like... Uh, currently, front runner, I think, is still the season four finale. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anything will beat that, but fuck, uh, 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 an MVP. What have you got? I've got a couple in the running. Uh, I'm going to dodge the obvious one just for a moment. Um, just uh, Catelyn. I don't know if I know what the obvious one is, but <laughs> you can go for it. That's right. Uh, a lot of Catelyn stuff because she's, you know, Bran has just fallen out of the mm. tower. He's, you know, in a coma effectively, uh, and she's making one of those, uh, you know, uh, seven god, old god, dream catcher things. Yeah. And uh, just has a back and forth with Cecil Lannister. Mm. And it's the most human I think we've ever seen Cecil ever be. Because as we've established, she does love her children. And she walks in and kind of has just a, like a moment being mother to mother. Yeah. Of being like, never, I never told anyone. My first child was a boy. And it was, uh, mentions that it's uh, black haired beauty. So it was actually uh. Roberts. Uh, and just talks about how it didn't p- live past birth and how... Uh, First kind of gives a dig at Robert because he's like, oh, Robert pounded his fists against the wall until they were raw and savage. Those things men do to show you that they care. But then later on has a bit that says, Rob held me. I screamed and I battled, but he just held me. And it's like, this is like one of those rare moments where you get some serious depth out of Seesaw. Mm. And it's such a good scene. And yeah, both actors are just killing it. Yeah, absolutely. No, huge props to Catelyn Stark because I imagine like being... Uh, acting emotionally distressed must be emotionally distressing to a certain point. But just draining. After a while, it's like, oh, I can't be miserable anymore. I'm too tired. Which yeah. then you're acting tired, not 
distressed. And mm. yeah, uh, there's a lot in this one of just actors I don't know if we ever really see have a scene together. Uh, yeah. You know, a bit of that, because a lot of these characters never cross paths ever again. We mm. get into a bit of that. The other MVP I was alluding to is just basically the whole kind of final effectively what's a courtroom scene so yeah. where yeah so to refresh everyone's memory it may have been a very long time for uh aria's playing you know play fighting with the butcher's boy just using sticks as swords and joffrey walks yeah. past and be and is his usual cunty self and pulls his actual sword on the butcher's boy he's like hey, go pick up your sword and he's like but it's a stick my lord he's like, hey, well i'll just cut you a little he starts cutting yeah. his cheek in a very good effect mm. then aria slaps him in the back with a stick he knocks aria down points the sword sword at her and then aria's direwolf nymeria dashes in and just goes whole hog on uh, joffrey's arm yeah and then there's a whole kind of bit where you know Ari goes missing, they spend the night looking for her, and then they kind of bring her before King Robert, who's all like, uh, Joffrey said you and the butcher's boy ambushed him, and the dog held him down while you <laughs> walloped him with sticks. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's this whole kind of trial bit where and then they bring Sansa in, and she... Surprise witness. Yeah, pretty much. She's like, oh, where's your other daughter? Oh, she's in bed. Oh, she's not. Come, <laughs> dun, Sansa, dun, come dun. here, dear. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. Oh, yeah. And it's just... It's just an intense bit because it's such small stakes at this point, and yet mm. there's so much going on subtextually. You've got a, you know, Arya gets betrayed by Sansa, who basically lies and says, "Yeah, from Sophie Turncoat." Oh, zing! Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Arya's already let her direwolf go. Yeah, and we don't see that again until season seven. I think it takes so long for that to come back. Yeah, so is this the one that was, like, captured in that, um... No, no, so ages from now when... Oh, was that Ghost? No, that was Ghost. Yeah. That was uh, Jon Snow's. This is Nymeria, where ages from now, Arya's coming back. I think she's coming back for the um, Long Night uh, episode. Yeah. Comes back to Winterfell and is going through the forest and finds her direwolf leading a pack of wolves. And oh, it kind of walks away from her. And it's like, oh, okay, wow, that took a long time to come back around. Yeah. But in the absence of that, Cersei's like, well, we've got to kill some wolf. To establish yeah. ourselves as the villain, we have to kill an adorable puppy. Mm. Uh, and so they kill Lady, which is Sansa's uh, dire wolf. Which I'm surprised this wasn't, like, in the other episodes that I've seen, like, a more impactful moment that really strained the relationship between Sansa and, and Arya. You get a bit of it. I don't think you had a context until now, because in the yeah, next I couple suppose. of episodes, when they're in King's Landing, they are angry at each other. Yeah. Like, you know, that scene where Arya's just stabbing the table, and mm. uh, Sansa's there, and they're just not talking to each other, and they do, you know, growl at each other a little bit. And, uh, yeah, even Arya later on, when she, Ned's having that heart-to-heart with her, says, oh, I don't really hate Sansa, not, like, stab hate. So, <laughs> Yeah, so it's got its ripples. It's not referenced as to why, but yeah. like, if you're doing this in a stupid chronological order, the, <laughs> the effect of that would have made sense, I suppose. Yeah, a but, bit more passive, I guess. But it's a great scene. It's just everything kind of comes together. You get such a good sense of who everyone is that Joffrey is this whiny little brat who's yeah. lied about what really happened so he can save face. And I love that like, Robert like knows that everyone's like or at least you know he's lying but the one truth that comes out through all this is that she disarmed you like yeah. that's the part that everyone agrees on and that's yep. what disappoints him i feel ah, oh, there was some amazing um i don't know all the acting and scripting yeah. and everything like he's like oh, i gotta take his side because i'm his king but pretty much like every character's motive collides and comes to the front and all these yeah. relationships and how they're layered on top of each other all fits together is really good yeah 
And yeah, you get the sense, yeah, Bob, he doesn't want to even fucking deal with this. Like everyone. Yeah, like, he basically has this line of like, kids fight, whatever, yeah. it's done now, let's all just move on. Yeah, and Seesaw, like, I get the sense that she probably knows that Joffrey's embellishing the truth, but this is very opportune for her. Yeah, it's her a chance to put the Starks in their place effectively and say yeah. you're meant to be subservient to us so even though you know she probably knows he's full of shit and he even confesses as much later mm. she's just like no we need to like she even says oh if we can't find one wolf we'll just kill another one just to basically yeah. turn that knife yeah and uh yeah it's 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 a good scene Ah, and Ned fucking actually kills the puppy. I know. But, I mean, to be fair, that puppy is a great actor. Mm. Like, there's a great... It's all adorable, and then he walks up and gives it a pat, and then as soon as he pulls the knife, it kind of backs yeah. away, and I was like, I wonder if that was, like, a natural reaction to, like, the sound of it, or if it was, you know, a hand like, I can stand up now. Yeah, I don't know. It was just such a, I don't know, purposeful flinch, and, you know, yeah. you can't really train a dog to act. You can do a lot, but yeah. that seems a bit too real. Yeah, again, it's it's a simple bit and it's good. And yeah, so to get away from puppy murder, let's talk about nudity! Yeah, there was a few... Like, because, I mean, yeah, I don't really have an MVP because it's all, like, you know... Just consistently good throughout this whole episode. Yeah, like, I'd say Ned, but also... Uh, I, I don't know, nah, I, I don't really have an MVP, just the episode. It was yeah. very good. I yeah, liked yeah. this a lot. Oh, for sure. You can see how it was launching off. I do like in this one in particular, there are some moments which feel a little bit patty, more... In the sense of, we're going to hold on this landscape for just a little bit. <laughs> you know, mm. Kill some time. No. Anyway, we weren't talking about landscapes. We were talking about nudity. Nudity! So, like I said, this is the one where Dan Brady learns how to get it on with her uh, her handmaid as her teacher. Very uncomfortable opening <laughs> scene with yeah. that story. Yeah, it is. It's just Carl Drogo going at her from behind. and uh, She doesn't, doesn't seem into it. Not no. at all. Uh, the weird thing in like my recollection of this whole, you know, Dan Brady gets on Carl Drogo's side by effectively, I don't want to call it seducing when they're already doing it anyway, but yeah. Showing him uh, the different way of sex. Yes, the new way. Or one of the, one of the two other ways of <laughs> yeah, sex. He only it. knew rough. He didn't know the other two ways. Uh, so yeah, um, if you'd asked me when did that happen in this show, I would have said like, oh, maybe episode four or five. Nope, episode yeah. two. She's yeah. turning the balance of power around already. No, and... That's one of the funny revelations in that, yeah, I've already said that, yeah, Jason Momoa wasn't as in it as much as I thought he'd be. Yeah. And also, he does not talk as much as I thought. I don't nope. think he had a line in this episode. No, I don't think he did. <laughs> no, and sold the whole, you know, this is the way. This is the way. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm into this. Yeah, their second <laughs> sex scene where he comes in and she's kind of waiting for him and he's, all, again, wordlessly, just kind of yeah. props her up facing away from him and she's like, no. And at first he's like, oh, what are you resisting me? No, I'm Khal Drogo. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no, I want to look into your eyes. And he's like, okay, well, this is different. So <laughs> you say there are three types of sex. <laughs> Can't wait to find the other one. <laughs> we, assume, <laughs> we assume they do. Um, yes. And even before that, for a, like a half nudity bit, I'm going to say uh, the bit where, I don't know the handmaiden's name, whatever mm. it is, but I'm going to I'm gonna give that a half nudity because that's a, that's, a, that's a tender scene between her and Dan Brady. Yeah. Uh, she's, you know, just on top and it's basically, okay, now when you're here, you just start spelling coconuts with your hips. <laughs> but she's telling the, you know, uh, this legendary story, this woman that could finish a man with just a look in her eyes and mm. Dan Brady's on the day. He's like, what? Finish a man? What does that mean? And she's like, Girl, come on. So, uh, oh, oh. How old's Daenerys meant to be here? I don't know. In the show, I think she's, I don't know, 16 or something. In the book, right. I think she's like 14 or something. Probably. I don't know. 
Look, it's a different context when people didn't live past 30. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things with Ger Martin where it's like, you know the dudes that like defend anime and it's like, yeah. it looks like a 12 year old. No, she's actually a thousand years old. It's, it's cool like, that I'm drawing her in her underpants <laughs> and now with no top and now with no like, underpants. Yeah, you also had the creative ability to not make her 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is that thing. Make of it what you will. But in the show, they never state how old she is in the show. You get a sense late teens, early adulthood. Yeah, but it's also unrealistic to expect that medieval times weren't this fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's kind of... It's the thing of you take fantasy in all its tropes which is always extracting from medieval England, and yeah. then make that gritty and real instead of, you know, fantasy. Uh, we also see some M- Momoa bot for, yeah. for Momoa fans out there. He just walks in just already nude. Sorry, this water bottle's very leaky. I think this lid's broken. No. Sorry, I've just spilled water all through my beard. Oh, I mean, it's not, it's not my beard and it's not my mic, dude. So uh, <laughs> you're just messing up your own house. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they basically the, the, the message of the scene is try a new position to spice things up in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Have you tried her on top? <laughs> It'll just change your day. <laughs> uh, yep. So that is all my notes of nudity. Um, then instead, we must move on to violence. The other side of that coin. It came in late, but my God, did it. Um, I guess it wasn't like super violent, but all impactful. Oh, yeah. And we keep referring to this. You know, you can tell this is from when the show didn't have a budget. Mm. And so the parts that they did choose to sort of go in on were like small, but very effective. Absolutely. Like, yeah, we don't get any like heads falling off or bursting jugulars. or Well, we do, but like <laughs> it's very quick and like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. what was your note of violence? Uh, well, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a few important parts. Uh, the assassin that goes after Albran. Yeah. Okay. So this is sort of a weird part of the structure of the episode where it's like, you should leave this room. Oh, wait, there's a fire. Don't leave this room. <laughs> and then an assassin shows up. Okay. She probably definitely didn't want to leave the room then. And yeah. then next scene, she's left the room. <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. Feels like there's some uh, context somewhat missing. I do like the assassin stops. It's like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> it's like, dude, you could have just finished the job and mm. then gone after Catelyn if you really needed to, but no, you had to stand there and talk for some reason. Yeah, a child would have been very easy to stab. Yeah, there's a bit out of, um, I think it's what's it called, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, where he just the guy just goes, when you got to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same bit here. It's like, if you've got to stab, stab a kid. Just yeah. don't. What's the parody? Oh, you got me monologuing again. A you little know. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then the uh, direwolf rushes in and tears his throat out. Although before that, there's a struggle mm. with Catelyn, and that's really well done. Like she grabs the blade, and you see her hands just bleeding, and it's, yeah, it's effective and it works. It's a good bit. Yeah, like I said, tasteful. Like in like its limitations are really impressive. And then like when they do show the little bit of like his jugular leaking, like it was a half second. Yeah, but it was so great in that you got the idea and like the sense of the struggle like mm. they use effectively used a lot of close-ups and stuff like it was really like intimate and mm. frightening the, it shouldn't but watching a guy lying on the floor bleeding from a massive wound in his neck even though he's already dead it gives the scene a lot more weight and gravity and just mm. be like yeah this is so they couldn't have didn't have the budget for like a full-on real-time throat rip just the after effect but it, it was effective yeah. and also that's a good dog who's a good dog oh such a good puppy mm. Um, but yeah, just before that, we've got uh, Maester Carl Baron and Rob are talking to Catelyn, and Rob makes the impassioned speech of, you know, she's all like, oh, but Brawlbrand needs me. He's like, no, Rickon needs you. He's six, and he's confused. Yeah, <laughs> Go yeah. look after your youngest. Yeah. 
And then what is my other note of violence? I oh, know, that would have been the yeah, the fight with the butcher's boy and yeah. all that. And I guess we effectively went over that. Pretty much. But I mean, just to speak on using choosing your battles when to show that violence, that effect where the mm. sword is just cutting the butcher boy's cheek, it works. It's really good. I don't know how they did that, if that was digital or practical or what it was, but yeah. Um, it looked real because it starts opening up a bit. It's not just like a line, a red line, and then that's it. It's like actually splitting. Yeah, because that was one of the things that I thought that was goofy with Tyrion's cut is that it mm. was nothing until it was just gushing corn flour and water. Like, <laughs> and I was, but yeah, this one, I got to mention as well. The kid had a pimple in the middle of his <laughs> lip, and I don't know. I feel like that. They should have taken care of that. <laughs> well, people back then had pimples. Yeah, I know, but it, it was it was and no clearer for so. me. <laughs> right. I just wanted to pop it. <laughs> That's fair. Just right. cut. Okay, uh, okay, better. Action. <laughs> yep, I did right. He brought a stick to a sword fight. That's not a great idea. And then, yeah, the mm. direwolf darts in and just chomps down on Joffrey, who's immediately oh ah. man. It's really where I didn't want this scene to go. Like I saw, you know, Joffrey's turning up. Oh, I got some alcohol. You can have as much as you want. And then mm. they meet up with Arya and Butcher's boy. I'm like, oh, cool. They're gonna have some fun drinking by the lake. Oh, no. wait, Joffrey's a cunt. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. See, a cunty person is always a cunty person, and will always just cunt up any situation they're in. <laughs> Here's what we've learned. This has been Throne of Games. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the final bit of violence is just some after effect where the Hound mar- uh, rides back into town with the, the butcher's oh. boy corpse over his horse. And Ned's just like... And I do like that the impetus from Ned is like, oh, we just had this whole thing back and forth. We're going to kill the dire wolf as penance for this crime. And then doesn't realize they've already sent the Hound off to find the butcher's boy and just yeah. off him. And it's like, oh, well, nothing we can do about that. Yeah brutal just like and even then i was like oh who's this new fellow oh <laughs> uh, it'll probably be okay no no this no. is game of thrones it's not gonna be okay. i should have learned that by now <laughs> i need someone new they're going to die we need that subtext game of thrones it's not gonna be okay <laughs> yep. yep all right any other notes time i guess yeah pretty much um i do okay so the right we open up and the dothraki horde are just riding through a pretty field and we get a bit of Joram Amon who talks about his backstory with uh, Lokilis. But he's got a bit where he talks to Dan Brady about, you know, somewhere on these grounds is the ghost grass, which grows pale white and strangles all other ghosts. And the Dothraki believe will end the world. I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. An army of people whose like, whole thing is rioting and killing and pillaging and all this. Mm. They think the world is going to end from grass <laughs> that their horses eat. Yeah. Well, uh, that's one of the two things they know. Yep, it's. I don't know three types of sex, but they know two types of things: <laughs> horse and grass. I guess, but uh, it just seems very underwhelming. It's mm. like you know, finding out the Vikings were scared a giant puppy would lick the world to death. <laughs> you know, you don't associate that kind of badassery with that kind of. Oh no, grass. Yeah, and everyone's got their flying spaghetti monster, I suppose. Yep, uh, I did think Dan Brady had no braids, but then it showed the back of her head, and yes, she does. So. Uh... Dan Brady from the beginning. That's so funny how much more elaborate her braids get. It's oh, just yeah. well, that's the confidence we've talked about. She's very low confidence right now. I know. It's just as the budget with the show increased and they could have blood splatter everywhere as well. Mm-hmm. They could afford they could afford a hairstylist to, to just do these complex fucking weaves. Yep. Uh, while we're talking about dogs, um, Tyrion wakes up in a dog kennel, and I don't know if this is a. Uh, like a punishment thing he had to do or if he just woke up here drunk yeah oh okay yeah i buy that i was just sort of assuming oh wait he is a lannister what the fuck am i thinking anyway yeah never mind and then he slaps joffrey yeah oh so good (laughs) three times it's very good (laughs) like 
That's funny that he's the, like pretty well the only person in this realm that's not afraid to fucking Just stand up him to him. One. Yep. I mean, Joffrey does try to kill him later for it, but mm. uh, Podrick spears the dude in the back of the head. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and the then things I forget. Has the line with the the hound is like the prince will remember that. And he goes, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's just like, and now off to breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Time for breakfast, rather. Yeah. And I do like they're at you know Winterfell and he's just having breakfast with his siblings. But I like how he's being Uncle Tyrion here. And he's like, oh, he's play, so fun playing around with Tommen, uh, the first version of Tommen. Yep. And also the first version of um, Miss Yeah, I forgot her name. Anyway, Cersei's daughter. She gets replaced uh, later on. Um, Marcella. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that was in there somewhere. Um, and I do like he says, you know, basically it mentions he's planning to go to the wall. It's like, I don't know why you're going there. He says, I want to go see. It's the greatest structure we've ever built. I want to stand on top of the wall and piss off the edge of the world. Which <laughs> he's he does. He's such a naughty uncle. Ah, it's so good. So you shouldn't say piss in front of the children. The kid's <laughs> like, can't piss. <laughs> Are you taking the black? Heavens no. <laughs> All the whores in the world will be so upset. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, don't say these things in front of children, but also, oh, cheeky, but also totally do. Cheeky you, you, Uncle Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking uncle notes here. That's, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Beck, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but your children are about to hear about all the whores that... All the <laughs> whores and the, the, the peeing off walls and I don't do any of these things. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you do drink and know things. That's true. I try. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Um, so in just a sequence of like people meeting each other, Jim Jam and John Bumshovi uh, meet up together. Yeah, so my first note here was... Does John know? And then later on, I've got narrow directing later. Nope. <laughs> that yeah, Jim Jam pushed Brand out the thing. Oh, yeah, he has no idea at this point. No one does. Uh, although Catelyn started plays detective a little bit and mm. uh, investigates the room and see finds one of Cersei's hairs and is like, yeah. the long blonde. Yeah. Hey. I don't know why in her little detective club that she got together, why Theon was there. Maybe he was just following Rob around. Yeah. True. I don't know. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> yeah. I get well, everybody else. <laughs> like, you're my most trusted allies, and also Theon. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. He was just there. Yep. Speaking of other, like, uh, meetings between characters we've never seen before, say, right. Uh, Catelyn and John just, ooh, that room drops. Yeah. Temperature. It is cold in there when he walks in to say goodbye to Olbran. And she's just like, fuck off. Mm. Yeah, and in this moment, I was like, wait, what did John do? Oh, that's right. And I remembered back to mm-hmm. that scene that Catelyn talking about how she could never love him and shit. It's like, yeah. oh, brutal. And she's just giving some steely-eyed glares and she's all like, I want you out of this room. It's like, bitch, let the guy say goodbye yeah. to his foster brother. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Half-brother, not foster. Yeah. And then, yeah, the emotional um, goodbye with uh, her and Ned as well. Just like, mm. yeah, last time you left with Rob, you came back with a kid. I can't do this again. Like, oh, fucking brutal. Yeah, but uh, eh, he, he does anyway. That's always the thing. But let's move from that to just the uh, just the heartwarming scene between John and Arya. Mm. That's wonderful. Yeah, again, uh, like we don't see them again until like I think it's like heading up to the long night. Yeah, pretty damn close to it. It's like yeah. end of six, beginning of seven, maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like when she starts off and you know she has to, she's like Arya's all I had to such and such as I had to pack it again because it wasn't folded properly. What does it matter? And he's like, well, you've got your wolf top. He's like, watch. Hey, Nymeria, bring me my gloves. And Nymeria's like, hmm. 
does the adorable dog head tilt. That's some fucking dog acting right there. That's something you can teach a dog to do. Yeah. <laughs> but then John gives her needle and they hug. It's all nice. and aww. Yeah, I wasn't... I don't know if I remembered that this was... Uh, needle was a gift from John. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if anyone mentions it until... Again, to clarify these things later on yeah. would be tacky. And it's like, oh, this is my sword needle, which my brother John... Yeah. No, well, he's not actually my... He's half brother, but still, it, like anyway. Actually, his my father said he would talk to John about his mother when he saw him next, but he never got to see him next. Yeah. Wonder what that conversation was going to be about after he'd taken the black and couldn't claim any lands or titles, yeah. and therefore finding out he was actually half Targaryen would have changed things. <laughs> uh, so he wouldn't have changed anything because he was already part of the Night's Watch. And yeah, one of the <clears> big <throat> things that we ran into when we started the podcast was like, oh wait, I can't watch any of the previously on yep. Game of Thrones's, like. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back spoils. Yeah. Um, um, but back... yeah, that was a great moment. And, and that's where sticking with the pointy end comes from. Oh, yeah. Origins of that. And mm. then, yeah, she reprises that next episode. Great shit. Yep. Uh, Rob and John have a quick little um, farewell. It's just a hug. But it's it's a it's a very, it's a strong hug. Oh, so that's the last time they see each other. Oh, God. This yeah. is so oh, yeah. bleak <laughs> knowing how many people are having their last moments with each other. That was, that was the most harrowing thing throughout a lot of this series is just how long all the Star Kids have been separated from each other and to the point where many of them died. And yeah, he's like, ha ha, sad. Yeah, because I remember that scene with John, um, Jean Grey and Arya. And I was like, yeah, that's it. We're, we're the only ones, eh? Oh, I think Bran's there as well. Is he? No, I don't I think, think they, he is. he's not there, but they know Bran is alive, I think. And then he shows up a bit later from memory serves. There's another thing. So all through this series, like I've known Bran has been a cripple because he was like made head of the king in the last episode. Yep. I'm like, okay, so when's the episode that I'm going to see this? <laughs> I fucking find out it's not until the goddamn pilot. Uh, every time you're like, oh, it must be next episode. Oh, it must be this episode. I'm just like... <laughs> quietly sitting there going mm, wow. I'm not, not going to tell you <laughs> oh good on you and I'm not going to tell you that, that I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> if I tell you I'm not going to say then you'll know yeah well that'll give away that I'll be waiting or like I've just I've mm. <laughs> and yeah I don't it's sort of weird to find out that it's not even this episode that I find out <laughs> it's just process of elimination now <laughs> yep <laughs> 70 fucking two rounds of process of elimination uh, I finally figured out fine. which is the episode that brand gets pushed yep. out of it uh, oh, we do dear. a nice big wide landscape shot and uh, that's where Ned has the whole oh, I'll tell you about your mother next time but also has a moment of um, you might not have my name but you have my blood mm. as in you might be related to me but not actually my son hint oh so john doesn't know for sure that's his dad no no john no well john believes at this point that ned is his dad right. i'm taking that as like a reference to the rest of us it's like a well what i said was true from a certain point of view ah. you have my blood because you're actually my nephew wait nephew yeah john snow is ned's nephew not his uh son or half son okay ah, history how did i miss that it's because it's complicated and we're doing this in a not at all confusing fashion. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, sorry, Ned's brother, Liana, uh, who Robert Baratheon was in love with was in quotations, kidnapped sister. Yes. Yeah. Right, what did I say? Yeah. Uh, brother. Um, no, yeah. no, no. So yeah, that was another revelation here that the person that, um, Bobby Baratheon was originally in love with and said during the name, uh, said the name during sex with Cersei. Yep. 
that was a revelation to me that she was, yeah, the sister of Ned. Ned's sister. And then that Rhaegar Targaryen, the week or Rhaegar Targaryen, kidnapped her in quotations, but in actuality they ran off together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knocked her up, and then Ned and Rob charged in, uh, and this, the like official story was that she was just dying somehow from like a wayward arrow or something. Right. But Ned rushed in, and she was dying after giving birth, and is all like, uh, if Robert finds out this is the heir to the throne he'll kill it, don't ever tell him, and don't ever tell anyone. Right. Uh, so which is so he went back home saying, oh, I, I knocked up the bar wench, whoops. Oh, so he didn't actually do that? No, he didn't. Oh, so, and then Rob was like, oh, you better tell me that story. And he goes, I never will, because there's no yeah. story to tell. Exactly. Uh, yeah, when he and uh, Rob, uh, the King Robert are glamping, yeah. um, that's what their little back and forth is about. When uh, Rob... Ah, King Rob is... I'm just trying trying to say King Rob to separate him from Rob Stark. Yeah. Uh, King Rob is talking about Bessie with the tits. Uh, it's that <laughs> oh, song. those tits. Ah, bury your entire head in them. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so that's all that bit. It's, uh, it's a there lot. There we go. Yeah, it's densely laid. These seasons are just... I'm stunned how much information is tightly packed. Yeah. And I'm really not even remotely surprised I didn't get a lot of it the first watch through. Yeah. Because <laughs> you really need to unpack it all. All right. Uh, what's my next note here? Oh, yeah, there's a great little bit with Jon Snow and traveling with Tyrion up on the road. And it's like, why do you read so much? Yeah. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, well, you know, look, look at look me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but look it, at me, he has a good, again, beginning of great Tyrion quotes. He has like, uh, mines need books the way the sword needs a whetstone. Yeah. Yes. And everything is better with a bit of wine in the belly. Yeah. And it's just like, so what are you, bastard? And he goes, ask me politely. Uh-huh. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> You're both a bastard and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. There's a, okay. So Dan Brady and her other uh, handmaidens are all kind of having a bit of a chat. And there's a bit where she's talking about dragons. And then her, ha- her Dothraki handmaidens are like, uh, you know, oh, keep using the term, it is known. Uh, yeah. You silly girl, it's known that this superstition is real. And then, you know, her handmaiden who teats her about, you know, fucking, uh, is all like, uh, dra- they say the ones were two moons and dragons with the other one, it cracked open like an egg. And then the Dothraki women like, the moon is no egg, blah. <laughs> but you should fear this fucking grass. <laughs> yeah, be afraid of grass, not the moon. Uh, and I just wanted to quickly throw to a piece of shit Doctor Who episode where the moon is actually an egg. And as soon as it births a creature, it lays an egg in the exact same position. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And I hate that episode. <laughs> What, uh, who was the doctor? Uh, that was Peter Capaldi. Uh, Not his fault. It's just a shitty script. Mm. Now, from what I hear, he was sort of like undercut by a bad season. Uh, mostly. They, they only figured out about halfway what to actually do with him as mm. a character. And yeah. I've heard the latest uh, Lady Doctor's not going so great either. Uh, yeah, it's not her fault. It is the showrunners do not know what they're doing and it's embarrassing. I could go on for quite a while. I had that rant <laughs> chambered, but that's this, but is, this is not Doctor This is not who? who of Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> who Doctor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will not be doing that that's, show because... We don't have time. <laughs> oh my God, so many episodes. All uh, right. Um, yeah, there's a quote from uh, Maester Carl Barham with their... Uh, Catelyn is all like, I'm pretty sure the Lannisters are plotting something evil. He has one line of how easily words of war talked uh, ah, yeah. become acts of war. And I it was a good Because especially Theron's like, let's go kill some people. Settle down, buddy. Yeah. But then Cat's all like, I've sat by Bran's side for a month. I'm like, motherfucker, it's been a month? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to pilot to this, a month. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I might be out of notes. Yeah. Um, Sansa meets Ill and Pain, who doesn't have a tongue. Yeah. Uh, I like there's this actually chain of like, does he frighten you? 
And then Joffrey's like, did he frighten you? And then just wants someone else to wonder, is Joffrey frightening you? <laughs> Excuse me, I couldn't help. Is, is he frightening? Are you? And someone else walks in, oh, is Sansa frightening you? <laughs> just a string of concerned citizens. I like yeah. it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's all my notes as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of notes. All right. If you're out of notes and I'm out of notes, then we must ask our final question for the second to final time. I know, I'm just trying to ram that home to people and to myself. I can't believe we're here. But we're yep. here. How did we get here, though? For the last time, the next episode is called Winter is Coming. Mm. So we're going to watch a summer episode. All right. Summertime in Winterfell. And yeah. it'll just be yep. hanging out, playing with Frisbee with the dogs. Yep, yep. All the dire wolves are alive and, yeah, getting beach balls thrown everywhere. It's true. In theory, we'll have, like, no main character deaths. In theory. In theory. <laughs> I bet someone will still die. I mean, there's no main characters yet. How could they <laughs> possibly die already? Ah, oh, well. Well, until that time, I've been TB. Who I, I've been my name. That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, I'll watch us end. Baratheon. <laughs> That's not a bad one just to go through some of their names. <laughs> Baratheon.